You know, we get one shot at this thing of life. We get one opportunity every day to make a decision of how we choose to, to live our lives, to either move in a what we call an intentional way, a way that brings just a lot of peace and freedom and less regrets in our life, not, not perfection. Or we can live an unintentional life and you end up being weary. If you're, if you're feeling weary at the end of every day, you're not living intentionally. That, that's, that's just a fact. Or if you find yourself being frustrated because things um, that you want to do and the goals that you've set don't get accomplished or don't move forward, then you're in what we call the good intention life. Boy, either of those um, are just bad news and we end up living our lives less than what God intended. And so we're in the, the box that we call intentional living, figuring out what pleases Him and do it every day. Hey, let me just do this today. We're live here in our Intentional Living Center. I'm Dr. Randy, uh, along with Jennifer and, and Stephen. We're going to just open the phone line to you. I've decided that during this month, I just want to talk to you. I'm a friend here at Intentional Living. We love you. We care for you. We've talked to thousands of people over the year years, and we just want to be here available to you today. If you have a question, maybe you're trying to make a decision and you want to bounce it off someone, I'm happy to be the bouncy for you today. You're welcome to, to call uh, and share that. Maybe you have a question, something you're facing in a relationship, and you wonder, how does this thing that you talk about, Randy, the, of intentional living matter? How does that work when it comes to how we live today? Maybe you're facing a challenge in your marriage or family or just uh, would like to, just got to talk to someone. Give me a call, 888 that's why we're here. Our mission is all about helping us figure out what pleases Christ and then do it uh, for God's glory and a whole lot of our own benefit. That's a, that's a fact. 888-888-1717 is the phone number, and uh, we'd love to hear from you as you uh, give us a call so we can talk right here from our Intentional Living Center. All right, let's get started with our uh, first caller. Go, go right ahead. Hi, Dr. Carlson. Uh, my name is Hillary. I've been married five years now, and my husband and I have had our ups and downs, and lately we've been, you know, we're not down. It's just I'm starting to find I'm, I'm so frustrated with our lack of communication. If I try to bring something up um, to talk about something, you know, and you know, it's something we disagree on, he prefers just let's just not talk about it. And I try my best, you know, like let's just, you know, compromise. Let's, let's have a civil conversation and work this out. And, his answer is I'm nagging and I'm complaining and he just wants to let it go. And I have such a hard time with this and, you know, and then he gets kind of frustrated with me and so he gets very snippy and, and kind of belittling. And I'm trying my best to come up with better solutions, you know, and I, I've looked into marriage counseling, but I don't think he'd do it because he looks at, like, counseling. We don't need counseling. Really, we just need to learn to communicate and he's just not willing to try. I don't know, I just thought maybe if he had an idea, maybe some advice. You know, that, that seems to be our only real problem that we can't seem to work through is he wants to ignore everything and I want to talk it out and figure out a solution. Yeah, well, Hillary, the fact is, if you're not communicating, you got a whole bunch of problems. you got a basket full of problems because when it comes to parenting, kids, sex, money, work, if you can't talk about these things, they become sort of offshoots from the center theme problem here, which is we're not on the same page. We can't communicate about the things that matter most, make some decisions and move forward and act like adults. You know, I tell people, you got to grow up. You're married. You made a decision. You spent thousands of dollars to get married and the church that day in front of all your friends. You made a commitment before God and others that you're going to live this life and support and love and respect and honor and all the things that maybe you said to each other in your marriage. We need to do those things. Not perfectly, but if there's a theme in our in our relationship where we can't, call, we can't talk, 
Uh, that's just bad news. I would encourage you, we're talking intentional living. Make a decision to say, hey, something's got to change because I can almost guarantee you, you stay on this course and your marriage is going to be in trouble down the road if it isn't already. I make a decision to say, this, this just ain't working. How do I communicate with my husband? This ain't working. I think you could give him a word picture. Think about something that's important to him. I don't know what it is, sports, life, work, whatever, and give him a word picture that he'll understand. And I'm not sure what that may be. It could be something like, you know, honey, I love you, but let me, let, let me just share a little story with you. I know I watch you uh, really involved with your sports team and you love your team and you care for your team and you really support your team. Um, but if you shut the sound off and all you saw was the picture and you couldn't hear the announcement of what's going on and why the team is doing what it's doing and the special plays, you know, how would you feel? I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't work for him, but it might. It'd be a picture of him seeming a little frustrated because I can see it, but I can't hear it. And that's how I feel when we're trying to communicate. Like you see me, but you don't hear me. You see me, but uh, boy, it'd be helpful if you could turn on the caption button so I could see what you could hear what I'm saying. Because we need to communicate. I'm really struggling. The second thing is, I would say, instead of being stuck in this valley of he just isn't listening to me and we got problems that got to be solved and he won't talk to me, this is a little controversial at times, but I believe there's a point where you've got to just act and get it done. You just move forward. You make the decision. And he, here's what's going to happen in many marriages. He's going to say, why didn't, why didn't we talk about that? I tried, but a decision had to be made, and I made it. I, I would have preferred that we could talk. I would have preferred we could have worked this through, but you, you, know, you don't want me to nag you, and I understand that. You don't have to do this sarcastically, but you just have to understand that problems have to be solved, and we've got to move forward, and we're going to act. And that's, uh, that's something you might want to think about, Hillary, because at the end of the day, if you stay in this valley of we can't communicate, it just builds resentment. And pretty soon, um, other problems can develop in your marriage, which can lead to all sorts of bad things. I've seen a lot of this over the years. You know, one of my friends uh, made not only made a statement, but wrote a book about the key to marriage is communication. Communication is the key to marriage. And it really is powerful. In fact, communication is the key to most things in life and relationships. All right, phone lines open. Love to have you join us. 888-888-1717 is uh, the phone number. And love to have you be a part of the show today. Maybe you have a question. Maybe you're trying to make a decision. You just want to talk. Love to be, be a sounding board for you. Lorraine is next in Arizona. Hi there. How are you today? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, how can I help? What's, uh, what's on your heart today? I want to know what's the best way to restore a relationship with a um, bipolar relative who um, I accidentally offended by a text late at night Um, several months ago, and I've been blocked on the phone. I don't know if um, my letters are read or not. Uh, I've tried to apologize, and I am very concerned. It's been several months now, and I really want the relationship to be restored, but I don't know how to go about it. Well, do you have mutual friends? Is there some third person that kind of is connected to both of you that you could check in with to see what's going on? Well, there are children. 
um, that I can communicate um, her children. I have mm-hmm. communicated with. I don't know how much they're free to share with me. That's the other side yeah, of it. But they're adults. Yeah. yeah well, but, the children aren't adult, but the the relative is. Yeah. Um, and so when you try to communicate, you're blocked. I'm sure you probably sent a card or something trying to get through yes. that way, and you hear nothing back, yes. huh? Have you tried to call on the phone? Yes, and the call is not answered. It goes to voicemail, so I don't know if the voicemail is listened to or if it's totally blocked also. What do you What do you want? What's the outcome that you're looking for, hoping for? Communication, to be open. I know that this relative, at this point in time says that um, she is an atheist. She was brought up in the church. Um, I do know that there have been some setbacks in her life that have upset her and turned her away from God, but um, I I, uh, may have made a mistake in even bringing up the Lord Jesus in the conversation, the text conversation, which, um, you know, offended her even more, but I don't know what mm-hmm. um, is the best way to approach it. And, and your your concern is not only reestablishing communication, but just about their mental health and their state of mind? Yes. Yeah. Uh, does uh, this person have other people in their life who are providing support for them, other than the children who might be younger? Is there some yes. other adults and there's other people? Yes, there, there's a partner. Yeah. Uh, you have contact with that person? No, he's also an atheist. All right, so you've and, been really and, just blocked. And I'm not allowed to communicate with him. Yeah. I mean, you know, just for not offending my uh, other relative. Let, let me ask you, what, what are you feeling about this relationship? What, what is going on in your heart with this? Hurt. Hurt. So maybe they're accomplishing a little bit of what they tried to get back to you? Yeah, Maybe. Is there some guilt in this, like I should have or why didn't I, that kind of thing? Well, yeah, there is some guilt because um, late at night, I'm not always on point with my thinking clearly as to what I should be texting or not texting. And uh, I made a big mistake and, you know. Haven't we all? Yeah. Haven't we all? Uh, I... (laughs) Those of us who are in the business of words and communication have texts we wish we could pull back. And I know there's that pullback thing. I don't know what that really does, but the the fact is a word aptly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. But at the same time, uh, when we communicate something, and you know this, we all do it, we say things that are misunderstood, misinterpreted, because here's an intentional living principle. Each of us, listen to this. This is life-changing thought. If you just resonate in your heart with this, listen to this, apply this to your daily interactions, it can change your life. We are always going to judge ourselves by our, by our good intentions. We're always going to judge ourselves by our intentions. And generally, whenever we send a text, we send a letter, we make a statement, the intention is good. We want to be instructive, helpful, we want someone to make better decisions. We want to, We think we're helping them. But other people will always judge us by their expectations. And so in this case, if uh, this person that you love, this family member, Lorraine, 
especially if they have the, the mental illness that you referred to, uh, that makes it even more complicated because uh, with their bipolar, it can create all, they can go through these stages that they have with uh, either being you know depressed or they can be hyperactive and different things and different states of mind can create different reactions. And so your intention in communicating with them could have been excellent, loving, positive, and yet the response, the way they interpret it was different. I w- Here's what I would encourage you to be very specific, Lorraine. Don't let their lack of response to you bring you down. Don't, don't give in to that, that sense that I'm, I'm wrong, it's my fault, and I'm hurt because they've isolated me. Just be yeah. intentional and proactive. Pray for them. Yeah, I do, every day. There you go. Leave that door open. You could send another card. If they throw it away, that's their choice. Just love you. Just want you to know I'm here. Boy, I wish I could take back some things. I'd love to talk to you about them. Uh, whenever you're ready to talk, here's my number. Give me a call. And yeah. then um, I would not obsess in worrying about them, but taking care of yourself and moving forward and waiting to see what God will do in their life. So not frequent calls, not frequent no. cards, but no. just an occasional? Yeah, I would just leave the door open, let them know you're there. Okay. Because they're not ready yet, and they may be. You know what? Here, I don't know what the family relationship is, but I wrote a book called The Cain and Abel Syndrome about adult siblings, and, and one of the things I wrote about is what I call sibling moments. There's a moment in time coming, Lorraine. It could be the health of someone, tragic loss, something that'll bring the two of you together at some point, would be my guess. Yeah. Um, and that'll be an opportunity perhaps in that moment to reconnect. But you know what? You cannot, you cannot change her attitude or his attitude towards you. You can okay. only you can only deal with that three foot around yourself in how you choose to live, you know. And so uh, j- just do that. Remember what the Bible says, to the extent that it's possible within you, live at peace with everyone. Just live at peace with this person, leaving the door open and let God do a work in their heart. And let the healing continue in your own life because you're going through a loss. You yeah. feel like you've lost a relationship here and and that's a real, real painful thing. Thank you. Does that make, does that make sense? Yes. All right. I hope that's helpful, Lorraine. I hope 2024 yes. is a good year for you. Yes. Thank you. Hey, listen, there's a lot of pain, plenty to go around today. We all have it. Loss, regrets, Satan loves to camp on each of those and uh, bring us down. Intentional living. Make a decision. I'm done with this. There's got to be something better. I, can't, I don't have to stay stuck in this pit of regret or should-haves or whatever. And then make that decision for God's glory to say, Lord, today I just make a decision to move in a new direction. And then what intentional living is about is doing that next right one thing until it becomes a habit in your life, habit of thinking, a habit of behavior, whatever it is. And you know what? In the process to declutter other things, mental, spiritual, other kinds of clutter that can just hold you down, hold you back. All right. We'll get to you, Stephanie. Hang on. You can join us. Maybe you have a, I want to join in the discussion, something you're facing. I'd love some feedback. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about what intentional living is all about. 888 This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. 
Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Coming soon, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson. Coming to an event like this can just reset your marriage. A lot of laughs. Uh, He is so funny. There's so much wisdom to be learned and gained. It's choosing that intentional love when you don't feel like it. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. Listen, if you're not there, I'm going to know about it. All right. Come on. We want you to be a part of the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. It is be a fun night for couples. Bring some other couples with you. East Lansing, New Hope Church, and then on Auburn Hills, Metro Detroit, on March 1, March 2, Friday night, Saturday night, coming up here in a few weeks. And by the way, tickets have been going quickly, and I don't want you to miss out. Boy, last uh, last spring here, we... We were in Albuquerque and sold out like three weeks early, and I was so I felt badly because so many people wanted to come, and we you know we filled the auditorium. But we want you to be a part of this, so uh, make sure you go to the website theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, and click on that uh, icon for the events and, and get your tickets. All right, uh, just a comment before I, Stephanie, I'm coming your way. Hang on, what, one thing: uh, if you have someone in your life that you love and you care for. And they do have an illness. It could be a mental illness, physical illness, something that you know is altering what you might consider to be a, quote, average kind of a relationship with someone. It's different. It's uh, unusual. To the extent that you can learn about that illness and understand some of the dynamics of that illness and some of the uh, side effects of that illness in terms of relationships, that would give you an opportunity to uh, approach a person that you love, understanding more about what they're facing. And that's a healthy thing to do. Okay, back to the call. Stephanie is in uh, Michigan today. Where in Michigan, Stephanie? Um, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. So you're listening to the new 93.1. Uh, yes. Fantastic. Well, thank you for calling. What, uh, what can I help you with today? What's going on? Um, I kind of wanted to elaborate on the last caller also, um, okay. but my, my main thing was how I am a firm believer, um, that with living intentionally, I am supposed to serve people. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, pro- my, my question is, is how do you continue to serve people when you, when you are complete, uh, consistently hit with the negativity, the, the hurt, the disappointments, the, how do you hold on? Like, how do you, how do you continue to have that faith and to, to know that that's what you're supposed to do? And these are people who are close to you, family type people? Oh, yes. Okay. And My so kids you, dad, you, you serve them, and then what you get back is not what you expected. Correct. Yeah. Well, the, the, the formula, the intentional living formula is expectation minus the reality of a moment in time will always equal disappointment. So whenever I hear someone say they're feeling disappointment or hurt, I know an expectation isn't being met. 
And so really only a couple of things that can be helpful to you, Stephanie, because I hear your heart. Because, you know, I think this is a problem for those of us who are people, helper type people, uh, because we can get into the helping profession. I imagine a lot of pastors listening. You feel the same thing. You give your heart. Man, you're up there preaching your heart out, sharing, studying, and you just give it all you got, and you really are into it, and you get off the platform on Sunday, and you realize your people are going out the door sometimes yawning and didn't get it. Come on. And that yeah. can be hurtful. It can be hurtful at every level. It can And, um, you know, parents can get hurt with kids. You know, you want you love your kids and then they give you grief and, <laughs> and that can be painful. So in this case, Stephanie, you really only have one of two choices. You either change reality or you change your expectations. And still, and just find new people to serve and, and continue to show the love that I know that I have and well, if, just continue to pray for the people who don't. If, ex- if your expectation is that people are going to be ha- love you back, then you need to find people to serve who are going to love you back. If, if, you're, if your desire is to serve people without an expectation that they're going to always appreciate or love you back, then you're going to be okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, the way that, yes. And so, yeah, and that's a hard thing to do. Sometimes you have to look at a person and just say, I'm loving them anyway. They're a pain in the neck. They're just a difficult pain in the neck. But I'm going to love them because Jesus says I should love them. And, you know, I just, uh, I'm just going to keep loving them. Okay. There's a a movie, one of my favorite movies from, I don't know, 30 years ago. What about Bob? Did you ever see that movie? No. <laughs> you're, you're probably wise not to. But anyway, it was a movie with Bill Murray, and, and he talked about people. He was, he was a patient uh, in therapy, and, and he, he was talking about people and how strange people are. And he said, some people are just off the hook. It's like the phone, they're just off the hook. And some people, you, you love them, and they're just off the hook. They just don't get it. You love them anyway. Okay. Thank you very much, Doctor. Does that does that resonate, or does that just seem like an impossible task for you? Um, it seems like both, honestly. Um, it, I think I think with the way that you explained it, I just need to set my expectations with each person I try to serve, um, rather than thinking that I have to serve everybody in the same way. Um, think about serving people the way that they need to be served and not how I want to serve them. That's right. Is that, am I putting yeah. into words? Okay. Well, one of the, one of the, th- um, one of the things I try to help people see is that you have to define the nature of a relationship. Uh, if you're in a marriage, I mean, if you're married, you and your spouse should be serving each other. That's biblical. There should be a lot of give and take. And sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. I love you. And sometimes I need your love. And we're serving each other. All right. If it's all one way, 100% one way, these marriages burn up. They blow up because you just, you can only go so far without feeling like you're, you're being loved and appreciated and respected. But if you, but if you have a relationship with uh, an adult sibling, for instance, or maybe it's with a neighbor or something, um, 
and we shouldn't define it that they're necessarily our friendship. This is a ministry. I'm, I'm going to, I care for this person. I'm going to love them, but I don't need to have their approval to be okay with my life at the end of the day. You know, I can, I can get up and keep going. And so changing your expectations, but you also need to have relationships where you're growing. You got to have people speaking into your life. One of the problems with those of us who are those, especially listening, who are caregivers, Give, 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 give. You get nothing back. You drain the tank, and you and you just you just tire out in the process. All right, thank you, Stephanie. We'll, we'll be we'll be praying for you here. All right, we're we're running out of time, aren't we? Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Got your message that you would like us to share the different things that we're doing in our life due to listening to your radio station. Our house payment was taking up a majority of our income, and we were not able to tithe um, and make our house payment. We recently have made the decision to go ahead and let the house go to sell it. We've taken a huge financial loss, but it's become very important to us to financially put into the kingdom. We want to be tithing, and we want to be supporting your ministry on the radio, and it's time for Christians to step up, start funding, and making life decisions so that the future of Christianity to the next generation can be carried through, and we need things like the radio station and ministries. Put our money where things are important. So I just thank you so much for that because I've never felt so good about my money. And I actually feel better about downsizing. My heart is fuller than it ever was in the bigger house. So thank you for letting me have the opportunity to learn that. God bless this ministry and you. Bye. Very encouraging. Thank you. And um, hearing that once again as a, a reminder that uh, we, we set our priorities many times with how we choose to use the resources, the talent, the strength, the things that we have in our lives. Those are the priorities. Okay, I tell you what, um, Jennifer just gave me the 55-second notice. And in the radio business, she means business, by the way, because when this computer says you're done, you're done. I can sit here and talk to nobody after that, right? So we're, we're going off the air in about a minute, minute and a half. Uh, for intentional living. Then we'll continue on with other great stuff here on the radio you're going to enjoy. But uh, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to stay here in the studio and talk to you, those of you calling. I'd love to hear your uh, what God's teaching you. Uh, maybe you have a question. I'm your friend. I love you. Uh, we worked with a lot of people over the years. Would you like to know how intentional living could help you with the decision you're making, an issue you're facing, a relationship challenge? Give me a call. We're going to record these, and, and you'll hear them tomorrow, Okay. 888-888-1717 is my number. 888-888-1717. Lines are reopened for you, and we'd love to talk to you. For those of us here live today, I just want to say, I hope you'll pray for Lorraine, for Stephanie, uh, and for others. We didn't have a chance to get on the air today, uh, as we've just talked about life and why we're here, and that's what I'd like to do this month, to help you see how the intentional living process of making a godly decision. Listen, everything begins with a decision. What's your decision? And then setting the right direction. More than a goal, more important than a goal, is direction. What direction are you headed? And then daily doing one thing, developing a habit, and then decluttering your life. These are the steps that can lead to some great things in your life. Love to talk to you, 888-888-1717. And then a second uh, reminder, 
March 1st, March 2nd, Friday, Saturday, East Lansing and Auburn Hills, Michigan, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights. Get your tickets today, okay? Dr. Randy here from the Intentional Living Center. We'll see you next time.